this is Katie Prejean McGrady, and this is Ave Explores. When it comes to checking social media, um, the first app that I usually open at the beginning of the day after checking emails and reading the morning gospel is Instagram. And it's, depending on the time that I wake up in the morning, I usually time it perfectly to wake up to a notification that many Hail Marys at a time is going live. Now that's kind of inside baseball language for those of us who use Instagram every day, but basically what it means is that somebody using their profile starts broadcasting live whatever they want to talk about. So sometimes it's influencers talking about their favorite pair of leggings, or sometimes it's um, a chef or a, a, a cook who wants to give us a new recipe. But many Hail Marys at a time is unique. It's a profile run by Kristen Riley, a mom, a wife. She works in finance up in Chicago. And she started this online apostolate, this ministry where she gathers people together every morning to pray the rosary live on Instagram. It's an incredible use of digital media in the movement of the new evangelization and and really a, a remarkable witness to how we can propagate and share the beauty and the gift of the rosary right from where we are, using our phones in our living rooms. It's really quite amusing and, and cute. Most mornings, Kristen is holding one of her children in her lap who hears her wake up early and comes and climbs on to the live stream. And today, we bring to you in this Ave Explores episode a conversation with Kristen about that ministry, about how she balances mom, life with, with her career and, and being a wife, and what she loves most about how the rosary really grounds and centers and focuses her family. So we hope you enjoy this week's episode of Ave Explores, an interview with one Hail Mary at a time who runs the online apostolate many Hail Marys at a time, Kristen Riley. Well, Kristen, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we're so excited to have you. Yeah, thanks, Yeah, tell me about yourself. Who are you? Uh, I've, the joke that I say with other folks is if I got stuck in an elevator with you in Chicago, who would be standing next to me and what would I learn in that five minutes together? <laughs> You'd be like, who's this crazy lady, probably? Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you got um, children behind you, maybe. <laughs> I know, right? Right. So, uh, my name's Kristen, and we uh, have seven kids. The oldest will be turning 11 in a few weeks, and then uh, 10, 7, 6, 4, 2 and a half, and then um, baby Jilly is four months. And we live in Chicago, and... I also, I work full-time in banking, and that's actually how I kind of keep sane, I feel like, because I think work, I think work is, I think work is easier, you know, like I, I just have such great admiration and respect for women that do it 24-7, because I think it is the most important vocation, and then I also think it's so selfless. Right. It's just 24 seven. Give, give, give. So work to me is actually like where I get my break. Or yeah. Myself. Yeah. Keep yourself. yeah. Oh, yeah. I just just before this interview, we were sitting in the living room watching Daniel Tiger and Rose, my two year old, was 
clingy and didn't want me to move and like just and I was like I, and we're only together one full day a week and the other day she goes to school for a few hours and I think that that's best for both of us that Friday together is I think we're kind of both just tired of each other by the time nap time rolls around yeah um, not, not in a yes. bad way but it's just like that the balance and and breaks yes. and you don't lose you become your vocation enhances your personality right but but at the same time, there have to be moments where your personality is not completely and totally strained, if that, if that makes sense. Right, right. It's, it's, it's hard. And it's not something I wrestled with for a long time because I thought I, something was almost wrong with me. Like, you know, like you have all these kids, but like, why is it so hard for you to care for them? Like 24 seven, like I, I always kind of like, tested out on maternity leave and I even have help on maternity leave but even when I do it it's it's like it's if I can just like get out for Mm -hmm. like an hour or two and work on something like independently my husband always jokes he's like yeah you just need like lots of validation and that's (laughs) work I'm like I think you're right dad I think I'm just so like selfish and I because being a mom like, you know, you, you put together this, like, nice breakfast, and they never go, thanks a lot, Mom. Yeah, no. Like, my kids, they're always like, I wanted it in the pink bowl. Where's yep. my pink bowl? Yep. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, motherhood is definitely a thankless job with the greatest reward, right? Which is, like, sometimes you get that I love you or that hug or, like, Rose's new thing is, I missed you, Mama. I missed you. And her little voice, yeah. like, and register when she says it and it's just the greatest thing in the world so and really now, your husband's an entrepreneur right what what line of work is he in so he actually um he started his company about four years ago and it's an angel investor group uh for film and media content oh so yeah so they um they invest in a variety of content um documentary films feature film, series, short film. Um, and so, yeah, that's what he does. And it's called uh, Chicago Media Angels. Cool. And so he, so he has, he's the one, like yesterday I was downtown for work. So I, ha- I really have to be out the door by 6.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. And it's Ted who gets them off to school. So yeah. there's, there's help here too, but um, he's the one that's kind of the stable force as far as like, making sure kids are getting off and getting picked up and whatnot. Have you ever been asked, like, when you're in the midst of work, well, who's got the kids? Like, has that question ever crossed your path? All the time. All, All the, the time. time. Right. Every so time. I was like, yeah, who's yeah. watching your kids, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. and it's like, they have a father. They have a dad, and he's a good dad. Like, he's probably better at it than I am. I know. I know. But for Ted and I, it, was, it took us, and I always try to tell, like, new moms this because – Ted and I, for us to find kind of that balance, it, it took a few years. Like there, there was a lot of kind of like battling back and forth. Like, I need you to do more of this. You're not doing enough of this. But men, they really don't like it when you nag. <laughs> so, they don't. They don't. Like, to our male so, listeners, do you like it? Probably not. Oh, no. It's so like, so one thing I tried to look at is, okay, like, what is he good at? And what does he like to do? And then we tried to kind of go from there. Um, but it, it, it took a while, you know, because it, it, there's a lot of assumptions in our culture that a lot, there's just a lot of responsibility and pressure on women 
all the things that we are expected to do, right? So the house, if the house isn't clean, they don't, they don't look at dad and go, you know, or like birthday parties, like that party, they're looking at mom to plan. And then same thing with, um, I mean, there's just so many examples. I don't know if you go down that road, but yeah. (laughs) Well, it's, it's, it's about, I think almost kind of bucking some of the cultural, cultural norms of, the roles of mothers and fathers to recognize like that fathers are validly yeah. valid. Not the, they're perfectly capable. And like, it's almost, I feel like it's, it is part of being a woman to enhance that role of the father and, and let our children see, you know, dad, my husband washes the dishes every night. And I love that my daughter sees that that's daddy's job. Like that's dad's chore. Well, I give her a bath and we get her ready for bed. And so it's finding that balance. It's what works for everybody's family. With yes. seven kids, um, what's it like incorporating faith in your family? I mean, seven children, like, like how is it doing family prayer? How is it balancing mass on Sunday? Like, what does that look right. like in your family? Right. That's, a, that's a great question. So Ted and I both um, were cradle Catholics, and, but we um, did not, we got married in the Catholic Church, and we, we go to mass every Sunday. Um, but we didn't start praying together until we were pregnant with our third and my husband lost his job and he had just closed on a new house and things got really stressful. And so my mom had mentioned for Lent, why don't, why don't you just try praying the rosary together as a family? And we had like two little toddlers and I was kind of like, yeah, right. Like, how are we going <laughs> to do that? <laughs> you know, yeah, and Ted and I had, Ted and I had never, we had never prayed together. Like, believe it or not, like we, and, and if you haven't prayed with your significant other or any, like any other human invite them into prayer, it's, it's a little awkward yeah, at first, sure. you know, cause it's, it's an intimate thing. So we actually started praying the rosary, uh, as a family. So it was about seven, eight years ago for Lent. And it's the one habit within our family that has stuck. Mm. And I think it's, there's, so many benefits to it, but I think for me, the greatest benefit was just finding the daily peace and not having to worry about what's going to happen next or are we on the right path. And for me, there is lots of liberation from the stress that comes from, you know, the uncertainty and, and, and whatnot. And then, but it, it really became kind of this domestic church as well because um as we would say the mysteries our kids started to really learn and understand the life of Jesus as well so it became this educational tool and then um you know with kids it's it's not I don't want anybody to think or envision that it's it's perfect and they sit they sit still and silently for the 15-20 minutes it is like crazy monkeys jumping all over the place. So we had to find different ways to keep them engaged. So we would do YouTube videos. You can do coloring pages. You can, you know, um, like do a chocolate chip rosary after dinner or something like that, you know, just yeah. to like mix it up. Um, but it was, it was like, and then for them to see the visuals when they saw it on YouTube, yeah. that was a game changer. Um, and so I think, there was just all these benefits. And then the, the daily meeting as a family, like our kids gave them the sense of security that every day we will come together and 
sit together for 15, 20 minutes, like distraction free. And so, um, yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's like our prayer life. So we do try to do the rosary every day. And then, uh, we do go to mass every Sunday, but we have, um, our third child has special needs. And so, um, just very hyper. And so we go separately. My husband takes the two big kids and then I take him later, um, in the day. Cause I think that sometimes shocks people as well. If, you know, we don't all go together. It's just, it's a lot of work and it, we just find that it's best to be split up. Yeah. You, well, you gotta find, again, you gotta find the balance that, that yeah. for your family. When I'm traveling on the weekend, sometimes Tommy calls a sitter so he can go to Sunday mass. Cause trying to yeah. wrangle a two year old alone or he's had women come up to me like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear about Katie. And he's like, hear what about her? She's just out of the house. Like, nothing happened. Marriage is fine. She's not dead. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it, it goes back to balance. And it goes back to, you said something really profound there about the sense of security that the rosary and consistent prayer brought. I mean, I think that's something that we really need to lean into as Catholics when it comes to Our Lady, is that she's not just this ancillary figure, but is very central and can really very much ground us in our Catholic faith, especially when things are chaotic or when things are maybe confusing. I hope you are enjoying this episode with Kristen Riley and her ministry, Many Hail Marys at a Time, and I hope that you have enjoyed all of the Ave Explorers content that we have created for you over the past few weeks, and that you'll go check all of it out over at AveMariaPress.com. We are three weeks into this uh, series where we have explored Our Lady, and we have created such incredible content, articles from people that you've heard on this podcast and, and from folks that have their own podcasts and, and pieces that really explore the role of Our Lady. You can also, of course, find all of the backlogged episodes of this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. If you click on over to AveMariaPress.com, you'll be pleasantly surprised by all of the things that we have created for you in an attempt to help you grow in your relationship with Our Lady. So again, go on over to AveMariaPress.com to find all the rest of this Ave Explores Mary content. All right, back to the show. Mm-hmm. Out of that, that time with your family praying the rosary came this really beautiful ministry that you have that's very well known on Instagram. Um, so your yeah. Instagram profile, one Hail Mary at a time, but then mm-hmm. there's also this the secondary profile, many Hail Marys at a time. Tell me all about that. And for those that don't know what Instagram is, we've got some links down in the show notes you can click around on, but tell us the story of your online ministry. Yeah, so one Hail Mary at a time was really came to life because we had moved from the city out to the suburbs and I had this rosary group that I would meet with once a week in the city and we all became very, very close. So if you are searching for community or um, friendship, I like really suggest trying to start like a rosary group or prayer group because there's, there's no superficiality because the moment you sit down, you'll start kind of, you know, stating your prayer intentions and so you know what everybody is struggling with mm-hmm. um and so I had that group we moved um also being a full-time working mother I felt like there wasn't a lot of representation of that online and and, and I get it because we're busy and we've got a lot of things going on but so I wanted to so I started One Hill Married a Time to really encourage prayer or family prayer the rosary um, and then also to create this community online for women um, 
especially working women, so that they didn't feel alone. Um, and because you know, it's it's as you know, it's it's a hard juggling balancing act, and it, it can be really really stressful. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the rosary was such a gift to our family during some really turbulent hard times. And so I felt almost like it's not fair for me to not share. Like it's just such a gift and it's, it's an easy thing to do 15 minutes every day. And it's probably the only thing that we do every day. We do well. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, one Hail Mary at a time just started about three years ago. And then, um, about a year ago, it's actually like our one year anniversary for many Hail Marys at a time. Awesome. And so one Hail Mary at a time is for the person that maybe doesn't pray or, um, you know, maybe just say one Hail Mary a day. Like that's really kind of that audience, right? Maybe even there's a lot of non-Catholics as well. Um, many Hail Marys at a time is for the person that probably wants to go a little bit deeper in their faith. And so, Really what happened is I wrote out my ideal schedule like a year ago and I really wanted to start my day in prayer. But with little ones, I found I'd wake up early at 6 a.m. and they would hear me and they would come down. And it was really difficult to start. And we also started these virtual rosary groups all over the world. And there's about a hundred of them. But managing that became very difficult. And but we heard from so many how much they liked it because I was nervous about the media video piece, like is the Holy spirit still working? Right. You know, <laughs> when you hit play. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was done yeah. virtually. So, um, so really it was just an act of the Holy spirit, uh, because I really didn't want to put my face out there and I really didn't want to go live, but I felt like that was the solution to what I was currently facing. Yeah. So we decided to, um, launch many Hail Marys at the time to pray the rosary live every day on Instagram. And then yeah. we also do it now on YouTube and Facebook. That's awesome. But yeah. So how many so, people, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's reaching probably thousands of people over the course of the day. Cause you do one in the morning yeah. and then yeah. you also do one in Spanish. Yeah. And then I just saw, I think the other day there was an evening one, like it popped up on my Instagram, like evening or many Hail Marys at a time is going live. I was like, wait a second. I thought we did that this morning. And then there it was this, this other, <laughs> and all these, and it was so cool. I did it with you the other day. Well, I did it with your sister because of technical difficulties, yes. but I got to do it yes. the other day with y'all. Cause you always invite a guest mm-hmm. and it was so profound to see all of the prayer intentions just coming through the comments. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the, the real gifts of the rosary is that it is yeah. so rote and routine and almost, I'm going to say boring, but I don't mean that in a bad yeah. way towards her lady. The yeah. rosary can be kind of boring and you can kind of lose yourself. And so you can think about, you know, pray for my mom, pray for my friend, pray for my travels, pray all those. It was so cool to see this virtual community of, I think like 500 people were tuning in at 6.45 in the morning and praying yeah. together. Um, yeah. that's, a, that's a real gift. And, and, and to listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit to do that is, is, is really incredible. What yeah. fruit has been born from this? Have you heard from people? Have you heard stories? Like what? I mean, it's been a year of doing this with folks. Like what has this done in the world? It's so amazing, Katie. It's like it really is the communion of saints. Like yeah. live. That, that's what I feel like. I feel like, you know, every day – also, just the, the, the generosity and the kindness of the community is really remarkable because 
So when you put in your intention, other people will see it. And then they will even like direct message you after and, and pray for you or find ways to, you know, help. We had one of the members of our community, we, um, somebody told us that a veteran, um, you know, he had his funeral a few days ago and somebody in the family, they were worried that there wouldn't be a lot of people there. So they asked who we share with our community. We had a member of our community drive a hundred to go to that funeral for wow. that gentleman, that veteran. I mean, I like I really say yeah, it. Like, I feel like they're the, the yeah. nicest people on the internet, and yeah. which is hard to find sometimes. <laughs> it is, it yep. is, and but that's the beauty too. I think from just the rosary and Mary as an intercessor, and I just there, there's so many stories. So I'd say you know there's probably like two or three a day that will come through. Um, and so many miracles. It's just, it's, it's just been nothing but life giving. And, yeah. you know, co- what comes with that also is like the devil, right? So I feel like Virtual the attack devil, is real. Yeah. yeah, it puts a lot of um, doubt in there. Um, sorry about that. No, you're good. The sounds of children are exactly what we want on this podcast. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. Yeah. So, um, there was also uh, an amazing story about a woman who actually just had her fifth baby, um, but she also had cervical or uterine cancer. And the baby was like three months and they were going into the surgery and she was going in at 6:45, 7 AM. And so we prayed for her and offered up our rosary for her. And the doctor, the husband later told the doctor after, and he started crying because he said, I really could feel whatever, you know, for him, he wasn't Catholic, but he's like, I felt it. Like, yeah, I, he, knew. he knew. Yeah. yeah. So it's, 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 yeah, it's been nothing but a blessing. And I think just for, for all of us, like, you know, everybody, a lot of people that started with us a year ago are still with us. Yeah. And things that we've heard that are really beneficial is, the stability of it. So when people are maybe having a bad day, but they haven't been on for a month, it's something that they go to um, immediately or also the guests just to see in their home, like what does your face look like in your home? Um, Yeah. So, and then, and then the guests, like things you said the other day about prayer, like what is prayer and you know, what does that look like or how do you start, especially with teens? Yeah. And then we add, we added those other times because I really want to reach the youth, but they're not going to get up at 645 is kind of rough. We we used to do this thing called Jesus and job at my parish where twice a week we'd go to 630 morning mass and then we'd go get coffee and donuts and they only woke up because of the coffee and donuts. So maybe if we had virtual (laughs) coffee and donuts, that would potentially work, but eventually they developed a a deep love of daily mass, but it was also free coffee that that really got them out of bed at first. Um, here, here at the end of this, I just, I just want to ask as, so we've talked about the rosary, we've talked about balance. We've talked about sometimes the struggle of motherhood. Um, I think Mary for a lot of us, is sometimes either she's unattainable and that we struggle with the idea that she was, well, she didn't sin and I sinned, so there's no way that I can relate to her. Or mm-hmm. the flip side of it, well, I don't need to talk to Mary because I can just go straight to Jesus. 
So yeah. how, what is your relationship with Our Lady like? I mean, obviously the rosary is a huge part of your life and that leads us to understanding Jesus, but what does mm-hmm. your relationship with the Blessed Mother as a mother of seven, as a working woman, and we know that Mary had lots of work to do. I mean, yeah. what, what does that look like and how does that play out in your life? Yeah. So I think some people very much view her as this mother figure, um, very humble and whatnot, but I, I've always viewed her as more like somebody very, very strong and very fierce. Um, you know, I think about like when she was on the, um, the donkey for when she was like eight months pregnant, you know, like, like I envision things like that. Like she was so strong and for obviously people do ask like, why not go straight to God? But to me, she really is the human example, like of what we all should look to achieve. And then I also say that, you know, yeah, she isn't God, but, but she's us. And I feel that she is this ultimate intermediary that is there for us, that is going to be there, like cheering us on and take our intentions straight to God. And I, I think it's that that human example too, that, you know, I feel that I can really identify with. Um, and I just think she's, she's one strong woman, you know, especially in this day and age of female empowerment. I, I think she's the queen bee, you know, some might say it's Beyonce. It's definitely Mary. Yeah. I think she appears yeah. and she shows up as a strong figure with, with that. I mean, you, you talk to Catholics and they have rosaries hanging around their rear view mirrors, but they haven't gone to mass in years or like they have, they have that little, you know, that safety thing that they clip on their, on their, um, whatever that yes. thing is called in your view. You know what I'm talking about? Like they have yes. the, or they wear the Marian chain, even though they really have no relationship to her right. um, or with her right. or even with faith, but there's something about it. There's something about that. Right. Fierceness. Um, yes. Well, yeah. Kristen, thank you for taking the time. Uh, yeah. it, I know that in the bits, midst of a chaotic day with, with kids running around and, and finding help, and um, where can folks find you? Uh, so, yeah. So if they just search, like, One Hill Married at a Time, they can uh, find me on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we're also on YouTube. And then uh, they can also just email me, onehillmarriedatime at gmail.com. And then, but from one Hail Mary time, they should be able to find the many Hail Marys yes. at the time too, if they want to join us in prayer. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's 6.45 yeah. Central Time every morning. Um, and we'll have all that information down in the show notes for everybody. So thank you awesome. so much. So that's two people this week who have encouraged us to make the rosary a priority with our families. Uh, A young dad, J.D. Flynn, and now a young mom, Kristen Riley, both with uh, life circumstances that anybody could argue, oh, well, they're, it's, you know, they're too busy. It's, it's, It's too much effort. It's too much work. It's too much time to make a family rosary a priority. But what if... But just amuse me for a second. What kind of a world would we have? What kind of a culture would we be building both within the church and just within the world if parents, if single people, if young adults, if if dating couples, if high school students, if children made the rosary a priority in their daily life? What would it look like if we all together made a commitment? Right now, as you're listening to this Ave Explorers podcast, to pray the rosary, we'll start small, just once a week with our families or with our friends. 
or on our own. You know, I, I can speak from personal experience that at the beginning of this calendar year, I started being a little more intentional with how I wanted to pray and making the rosary more of a priority in my life and started intentionally carrying a rosary in my pocket, especially when I'm traveling and I'm on and off airplanes. And it's become such a comfort to me to have that rosary right there, just ready to grab. And sometimes I, I don't even get through a whole decade. I just have it in my hand. And it's not a it's not a superstition thing. I'm, I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. It's more of this this comfort and this recognition that Our Lady is there ready to be called upon and I can reach out to her. And I think as Kristen and as JD told us earlier in the week, when we start to impress that upon our own children by making the rosary a priority in our families, we'll start to see this this revolution, this, this movement, this openness to the role of Our Lady in the lives of our families and in our friends and within our church. There's more content, um, there's more stuff with Ave Explorers over at the Ave Maria Press website. The link is down in the show notes along with a text code if you want to subscribe to all the Ave Maria Press content to get it straight to your email inbox. We have more podcast episodes coming out in the coming weeks, so please make sure to subscribe to this Ave Explorers podcast on Apple Podcasts, at Google Play, on Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. As always, we'd be grateful for a rating and a review and for you to share the episode and, and, and share with people this new project that we're doing. And you can find, again, all this information and more over at the Ave Maria Press website, AveMariaPress.com.